Well, we are going to just look at a passage of Scripture this morning. And uh, before we do that, I just want to talk about Christmas. Who really feels like Christmas is definitely here? Paradoxically, maybe the theme for Christmas for church this year is peace. Can everybody say peace? Now, don't feel too peaceful and not off to sleep, please. But this idea of peace comes from the words of Jesus where he he says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and of heart. But listen, there's something special about this peace. Jesus says, this peace I give you is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. You know, there's going to be a lot of money turning over. There's going to be a lot of activity and a lot of hustle and bustle and a lot of great things are going to happen this Christmas. But one thing the world cannot give is peace. Peace. This Christmas, let us be about peace. Perhaps I could string together now these couple of messages that I've shared. We, we looked at uh, about a month ago, why who matters more than why? Who has lots of why questions? I love the why question. But you know what matters more than the why question? Who. If Jesus is our who, then the why matters less. If, if Jesus is with us, then who can be against us? The favour of God is for us. If the Prince of Peace is with us, then we ought to know of this peace. We can also then have peace in all of our whys. We talked about boasting and how it is in God alone whom we can only boast in. God alone. This means it's not about ourselves or our works or our haves or our have-nots or our do's or our don'ts. It's Christ alone. It's the power and the wisdom of God, the work of Christ. That is the only place where we can know and have peace. We can only boast in Jesus. And so in this third of the unspoken series, the gospel of peace, I want to talk about the antidote for weariness and fainting. I want to talk about something called new strength. And it comes out of the passage in Isaiah chapter 40. This new strength that comes when we trust in God. And we've heard much of this themed throughout our service already. In fact, Paul says in Ephesians 2.14 that Christ himself is our peace. The very nature and being of who Christ is, that is peace. Christ himself is peace. And then Paul uses this illustration of shoes and talks about how your shoes are like peace. To be fitted with shoes is being fitted with the peace of God, the armour of God in the form of shoes. Now, who here has a favourite pair of shoes? Your go-to shoes for walking or your go-to shoes for around the house. Now, I know I look heavy, but I'm not as heavy as I look. (laughs) That laughter tells me you got the joke. You know, after a period of time, I go through my shoes. My shoes wear out. If I was to show you my shoes now, you could see the wear marks on the different edges. Do you wear out your sole first or do you wear out the front of your foot first? Your heel area? 
You know, on the inside, sometimes there's so much pressure per square inch, I punch through that first layer into the bottom layer of the shoe. Yeah, I can tell you what's underneath that cushy area. Nike Air has no air left after a little while with me. So my favourite shoes aren't really comfortable anymore. Thankfully, I had a trip to America last year and I am well supplied. But the reason why this passage of Scripture speaks to me in Ephesians 6 is there's something of the gospel of peace that is like a shoe that just never wears out. A shoe that you can wear forever. A shoe which means that you are ready. There are some shoes that I'm just not ready for everything. I can't go and walk for six hours with some of the shoes that I have. But the gospel of peace is something that is makes me so ready that I can just walk without even thinking. It's like your best pair of shoes has never ever been worn and you can just wear it and it's comfortable. I want to share a, a, a video, we had three videos this morning, I want to share a video of Israel Folau sharing about this idea of, of peace. Everyone knows about Israel, he's gone through a fair bit of trouble and um, so we'll just watch this video clip and I just want you to hear how he describes peace. And here's the thing, everyone suffers, right? Everyone, somehow in life. You know, there's nobody who is freed from the challenges that a life brings. Uh, but we were discussing the other day, you know, in Christ, it's all changed. The sufferings that we're going to face in life, the challenges that are going to come our way, the roller coaster of, you know, say the six months you've been dealing with, I mean, you said it, <laughs> you know, it's all different. It is. It's, um, you know, whether you, you believe in God or not, or you have some type of faith, you, like you say, everyone goes through sufferings in mm. this lifetime. But I think the, the, uh, the greatest um, peace that you can get out of, um, you know, following Christ and going through sufferings, is it's only going to last for a short time. And if you set your mind on, on, on uh, eternal things and, and things above, th those things get you through always, constantly, you know, when you're going through the struggle and challenges. And I can tell you what, you know, the, the day that you, you get to heaven, as, uh, as you endure through the uh, sufferings that you, you go through here, is going to be a glorious day. And that's something that nothing in, within this world mm. um, that you can achieve can ever uh, come close to that. Mm. And you reflected too, you said before, that when you go to bed at night, there's peace. Mm. You know, there's a, there's a peace that comes in the fact that you have assurance that you're standing at the right place. Yeah. Um, and you also mentioned another word the other day, which was assurance. Yeah. Um, can you comment on that? Oh, I, I, um, I mean, before, before I came to the Lord, I was, I was um, you know, blessed with, with a wonderful gift. Um, God had blessed me with certain... Um, uh, materialistic things, and I was, you know, looking and, and searching for things to find that peace within um, yeah, things like money, um, uh, cars, and houses, all these things that I would thought uh, bring satisfaction and fulfilment uh, to me. But, uh, you know, in actual fact, that, that, that um, piece to the puzzle that I was looking for was, uh, was Jesus Christ. And, and I came to that point, and it reminds me of, of what it says uh, in, um, in John where Jesus says that the peace that I give you, the world cannot give. And uh, as long as you are in Christ, that, that is true peace. And I can um, testify to that because of the things that, um, that I'm currently going through. I, I can sleep really well at night knowing that um, 
as long as you have God, that, that's all you need. That's, that's truly all you need. And, and the peace that he gives you is, is, uh, is an amazing feeling, unbelievable. Nothing else can, can give you that peace but him. Now, if you know what he's going through, he, he's really onto something. He can go to sleep at night. What he really loves has been ripped away. Have you ever had what you really love stripped away? How's your peace then? You know, at the end of that interview, and it's up on our Facebook page if you want to see the entire interview, it's a great thing to watch. Israel Folau, when asked, what can we pray for? What does Israel ask for? He says strength. He says strength. In Isaiah chapter 40, it says, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. And this word new is, is renew or, 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 or change, something, something new, something renewed, something that's been passed on or passed through. And strength is, is this idea of power and ability. And, and it has this connotation that it defeats whatever it goes up against. So the antidote for weariness and fainting is to constantly be discovering the passed on undefeatableness. I made that word up myself. As we saw, run, and walk. In other words, as we trust God, we enter into the undefeatableness of who God is. In this passage of Isaiah 40, there's three things that I want us to pick up. And if you're writing notes, you can write these three headings down. What do we see? What do we meditate upon on? And who do we trust? From uh, Isaiah 40 and verses 10 and 11, what do you see? The passage says, yes, the sovereign Lord is coming in power. He will rule with a powerful arm. See, he brings his reward with him as he comes. Do you know that God is, is like this powerful arm? Have you ever had an arm wrestle before and you were convincingly beaten because the other person's arm was just more powerful than yours? God is, is such a powerful arm. Do you, do you see that? Do you recognize his powerful arm, his undefeatable arm? So what is it that this passage wants us to see this morning? It says, he will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in his arms, holding them close to his heart. He will gently lead the mother sheep with their young. God wants us to see that he cares for us so much. He is so aware of us to the point where he's aware that we are hungry and we need to eat. To the point where he's aware that we need to feel love and embrace and be held close. God is so aware of our situation that even when we're busy caring for others, God still leads us as mother sheep. God is so aware of your situation. God wants you to see that he is aware of you. Do you see that? Do you see that with faith? Do you see that when you don't feel it? What do you see? The second thing is to meditate. These next few verses describe God in such a, a majestic way, an awesome way, that I reckon it's worth us meditating. Now, when we talk about meditation in the Christian sense, we're not talking about the process of emptying our mind. We're talking about taking in something. 
And so for Christian meditation, it's taking in the Word, taking in who God is into ourselves. And it's a real issue for our culture, where all we really want to take in is Netflix and YouTube. Christian meditation is probably one of the most uh, unused Christian disciplines. And we need to somehow recapture it. But I want you to listen to these passages of Scripture from Isaiah 40. Who else has held the oceans in his hand? What a bizarre description. I can only pick up that much water. But about God, it says, who else can hold the entire ocean? How big is God? Who has measured off the heavens with his fingers? Who else knows the weight of the earth or has weighed the mountains and hills on a scale? Do you meditate enough on how big God is and how small we are? Do you have a sense of awareness of how awesome and great and majestic God is? The passage goes on and says, Who's able to advise the Spirit of the Lord? Who knows enough to give him advice or teach him? Huh. Thank you. Is my mouse gone? Oh, did you? Ah, thank you. Sorry. Experiencing technical difficulties. But praise the Lord for the word. Who is able to advise the spirit of the Lord? Who knows enough to give him advice or teach him? Has the Lord ever needed anyone's advice? Listen, I'll be honest. I give the Lord a lot of advice. Does he need instruction about what is good? Does someone, did someone teach him what is right? Or show him the path of justice. No, for all the nations of the world are but a drop in the bucket. They are nothing more than dust on the scales. He picks up the whole earth as though it were a grain, a single grain of sand. A single grain of sand. Do we meditate on this? Do we capture a perspective of how awesome and mighty God is. It goes on and says, All the homeless in Lebanon's forests and all of Lebanon's kidby would not be enough to make a burnt offering worthy of our God. Now, that was a shameless plug. Christmas lunch this year is at the Shahadis. I'm, I'm just trying to put in the minds of those who make and bake kidby and hummus. It kind of fits, though. Anyway, we'll move on. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Us, the Holy One. Who is my equal? You know, it's amazing how things sneak up in our life and equal God. Do we meditate on the fact that who is God's equal? This is a question that God asks us. God is saying, who is my equal? We need to meditate on this. It continues and says, O Jacob, how long can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? O Israel, how can you say... God ignores your rights. We feel that way, don't we? We feel that way. We feel like there's a sense that no one knows what's happening and, and I have rights and I should have authority and I should be able to do this and this and this. God, are you even aware? 
Do we meditate and check that? Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is everlasting God, creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. We need to meditate on the word of God. We need to take this in and refresh ourselves on who God is. And then we need to trust. You see, if we're not meditating and taking in who God is, what can we trust upon? If we don't know who God is and if we're not reminding ourselves of God, as Jeremy shared this morning, we remind ourselves of what Jesus has done and we do this every week at this church. It's really important because it's by reminding ourselves that we can maintain a level of trust that sustains us. So then trust these couple of verses. Even youth, even young people get weak and tired. There are some young kids at Kids Club, I don't think they ever get tired. There are some youth group, I don't think they get tired at all. In fact, I'm convinced. But here it says, young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord, can you say will with me when it's in blue? Is that okay? This isn't asking you to put your hand up. This is asking for a speak. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not go weary. They will walk and not faint. That will... Do you know what the Greek and the Hebrew both mean and the Aramaic and the Arabic and the Phoenician, the French? It means will. It's a promise. It's a promise. This is a promise. Have you ever seen an eagle soar before? This is a, a, a GoPro webcam on the back of a golden eagle flying over Scotland. I, I, I watch this over and over again as it just soars and gains height effortlessly. And, and it's just got this beautifulness. It's just, it's just, Ben, shut up and let me watch it. It's flapping, it gets high, and then it just soars again. Look at that. Who wants to be an eagle? Me. Can I ask you a stupid question? Does the GoPro do any work in this? So what does it mean to soar? To soar on wings like eagles. What does that mean? Well, that means something of the experience we're watching is for us. And it comes through trusting the Lord. Doesn't that blow your mind? How effortlessly we can soar over situations and things that, that seem so big, yet from that height and that space, it completely changes. Have you ever found someone who you just think, They've just got the best life and you begin to talk to them and they're actually going through some really tough things. But on the, on, 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 beyond those, that information, they just look like they're soaring. I think that's what it means. 
that we can soar. It is possible to soar like eagles' wings. It's possible. Jesus said, I'm giving you a gift, peace of mind and heart. A gift. You know, on top of that eagle's wings, that's just a beautiful gift of peace. Just riding the wings. Just riding the wings. I mean, fear and anxiety and worry and trying to control the uncontrollable, trying to manage the unmanageable, trying to to have a concern about your past and an anxiety and worry about your future. That has no place on the eagle's wings. No place at all. You see, Jesus came, the Prince of Peace. He came with a gift that the world cannot offer. Those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. You know, it starts with trust. This is where the passage begins. Trust in the Lord. And remember that we meditated on who God is before, so we can trust Him. We can exercise our faith and trust Him and believe in our hearts that we can soar again. Now you might be thinking, Ben, I can't move very fast. That's me. I can't move fast. But maybe in your spirit you can soar. Maybe in your hope you can soar. Maybe in your dream you can soar. Maybe in your encouragement you can soar. Maybe in who you're speaking to you can allow God to soar through you and touch their lives. I wonder if there are people here who need to allow themselves to soar again. I wonder if there are people here who you need to allow yourself to run again. If there are people here who you need to allow yourself to walk again. This scripture speaks to each one of us, regardless of where we think we're at or not at. Whether you think, yeah, I'm soaring, yeah, I'm running, listen, I'm barely walking, regardless. But it even speaks to more than this. It, It speaks to this idea that Jesus carries us. Jesus carried us on his back. We're going to finish with this clip. It's my favorite clip, and I apologize for this clip, but I love it so much. It's this idea that we have to trust, and there's this young guy on the back of another guy, and this big guy is carrying this little guy, but the guy on top really has to hold on and trust that the guy underneath him is going to make it, and that the guy underneath him isn't going to drop him. But there is an element of needing to hold on. Do you know what I'm talking about? That's what I think trust is, holding on. Trust is just holding on and trying and believing and, and, and trusting that the one carrying you is going to carry you over that line. So, Coach, how strong is Westview this year? A lot stronger than we are. You already written Friday night down as a loss, Brock? Well, not if I know we could beat them. Come here, Brock. You too, Jeremy. What, am I in trouble now? Not yet. I want to see you do the death crawl again, except I want to see your absolute best. (laughs) What, you want me to go to the 30? I think you can go to the 50. (laughs) 50? I can go to the 50 if nobody's on my back. I think you can do it with Jeremy on your back. But even if you can, I want you to promise me you're going to do your best. All right. Your best. Okay. You going to give me your best? I'm going to give you my best. All right, one more thing. I want you to do it blindfolded. Why? Because I want you giving up at a certain point when you can go further. Get down. Jeremy, get on his back. 
Might get a good tight hold, Jeremy. All right, let's go, Brock. Keep your knees off the ground, just your hands and feet. There you go. A little bit left. It's not easy to hold on. Show me good effort. That way, Brock. You keep coming. There you go. It's a good start. A little bit left. A little bit left. There you go, Brock. Good strength. That's it, Brock. That's it. Not the 20 yet. Forget the 20. You give me your best. You keep going. That's it. No, don't stop, Brock. You got more in you than that. I ain't done. I'm just resting a second. You gotta keep moving. Let's keep moving. Let's go. Don't quit till you got nothing left. There you go. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. You keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. Keep driving it. Your very best. Your very best. Your very best. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. That's it. That's it. Keep going. Don't quit on me. Keep going. Keep driving it. Keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. That's it. Your very best. Don't quit on me. Your very best. Keep driving. Keep driving. There you go. There you go. That's it. You keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. Keep driving it. Don't quit till you got nothing left. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. That's it. That's it. Keep going. I want everything you got. Come on, keep going. It hurts. Don't quit on me. Your very best. Keep driving. Keep driving. There you go. There you go. He's heavy. I know he's heavy. I'm bad out of strength. Then you negotiate with your body to find more strength, but don't you give up on me, Brock. You keep going, you hear me? You keep going. You're doing good. You keep going. Do not quit on me. You keep going. It hurts. I know it hurts. You keep going. You keep going. It's all hard from here. 30 more steps. You keep going, Brock. Come on. Keep going. Burn. And let it burn. It burning. It's all hard. You keep going, Brock. Come on. Come on. Keep going. You promised me your best. You're back. Don't stop. Keep going. Too hard. It's not too hard. You keep going. Come on, Brock. Give me more. Give me more. Keep going. 20 more steps. 20 more. Keep going, Brock. Give me your best. Don't quit. No. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Brock Kelly, you don't quit. Look up, Brock. You're in the end zone. I don't know who you see as you in that story. But I do know this, that Christ has carried us on his back. But we need to hold on. We need to hold on. Maybe that's you this morning. Maybe you're the one who's carrying a load. You need to keep going. You can walk. You can run. 
You can soar. Because when you trust in the Lord, that's what the Word says. Maybe you're someone who's on the side encouraging and speaking encouragement to someone else. I don't know where you see yourself in that little movie. But I do know this. And as we trust in the Lord, together we discover afresh the passed on undefeatableness of trusting in the Lord as we continue to soar and run and walk together. Do you trust Him this morning? Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your Word. Lord, cause us to see You afresh. Lord, help us to meditate upon You. Lord, help us to trust You. And Lord, may we know Your peace that passes all understanding. In Jesus' name, amen.